Welcome to Natalia Benz in the podcast. I'm an astrologer, women's empowerment coach, and modern mystic living in Los Angeles. My podcast is here to inspire, encourage, and remind you that everything and anything is possible. I love sharing with you the tools that have healed, transformed, and up-leveled my life. Everything from astrology to magical money, life purpose tools, mindset shifts, and pragmatic mysticism. Thank you so much for being with me, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome to another episode of Natalia Benson, the podcast. I have missed you. I took a very impromptu break over the last couple weeks and just I've I've had a lot of very powerful lessons come through for me and they've been a bit humbling to be honest. Uh, I realized that I have been doing way too much. I've been pushing myself and I had my one of my coaches a couple of weeks ago she asked me she's like what can go off your plate like what's something that can go off your plate and my answer to her was very very telling because i said nothing i'm like there's nothing that can go off my plate and what i realized in the universe i had a very tower like moment if you're into the tarot um i had a very tower like moment where i just realized that i was experiencing crazy amounts of brain fog. Um, I got a little bit sick and just realized that my adrenals are just completely tapped out. And ironically, this is right on the heels of me um, achieving one a goal that I've had for like literally the last three years. And I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, but um yeah, I guess I just hit a major upper limit. I'm still feeling the effects of it. And, but I didn't want to go another week with just randomly not having a podcast. And so I'm really pulling myself together right now because I'll just be so honest with you. I, I have not felt like myself in weeks and, um, that's been really hard to be honest. And, um, And also I've had to really take a look at the parts of me that run my life and my business from fear and the parts of me that think if I don't do it, then nobody's going to do it. Or if I don't show up, then I'm, you know, going to be letting you guys down. I'm going to let myself down and my business won't continue. It's like, a lot of deep, um, deep shadow that's come up. And I actually was on Instagram the other day. And one of my favorite, um, astrologers is Eliza Kelly. And she posted, if you were born between 1986 and 1988, you're essentially having this Uranus, um, Uranus and Taurus oppose your Pluto. 
And that's huge. My Pluto is in my 10th house of career and the Uranus oppose it's moving through my fourth house of like home, family, subconscious roots. So that is absolutely what I've been experiencing. Just like really letting go of these old habits and patterns that truly do not serve me. But I have to say, and just in full transparency and vulnerability, I'm still very much in that process. And I don't, really know the answer right now. I don't really know the solutions, um, at this moment. So I'm just really, um, practicing gentleness with myself and, um, a desire to be present and a desire to understand myself at a deeper level and to run my life, to run my business, to run my my habits, my personal habits from a place of love. And I'm just doing so much learning right now. So I wanted to let you guys know that. And I, I've actually had this experience before. And if you've been with me for a while, you've probably seen me do this where I'm just going, 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 doing, 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 doing da, 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 all the things. And then I just drop off because I literally get burned out. So what my commitment is, over this next month is to really heal and to take care and to ground and also to learn new tools so that I'm not running on this like burnout cycle. So I share this in vulnerability and transparency in the prayer that if this is something you deal with, maybe this, maybe my um, willingness to be open about it can heal and serve you. And, um, and in addition to that, to also let you know why, where the fuck I go sometimes. And a big decision that I just made was also to really start saying no to myself and really start saying no to fear and no to not enoughness. And in addition to that, um, let go of my weekly Instagram lives and my weekly clubhouses. That was something I just began at the beginning of the year, but what I've a commitment I'm making to myself at this point is to have more spaciousness in my days for rest, for nourishment, and for creativity. And so those are huge for me and um, important for me. And I realized that ever since I started the year and on the heels of last year, I've just been stacking my schedule with everything. Like it's just like crazy. And and I was really wearing that as a badge of honor, but I see yet again that my body is calling out to me. My soul is letting me know that that's not the way. So that's just a little something I wanted to share. And I'm very excited for this episode today with Gianna Latour, and she is one of the founders of Wildling uh, Beauty, which is one of my favorite. Uh, I work with their gua sha tool, and um, I just respect Gianna so much. She has been a healing force in my life for many, many years. She knew me. You guys hear about how I used to be. Well, Gianna used to actually, we, we weren't close, but she, I was in her sphere at that time. And eventually I started to go to her for healing work. And, um, she is just such a powerful, steady presence and, 
sharing her journey about moving from being a healer into being a founder. And also, I really respect Wildling so much because she's really been showing up for the conversation around cultural appropriation. And you can really see and feel and hear her practice of equitable leadership and really showing up for the challenging conversations that are at hand in in the world right now, especially on social media. And I just respect Gianna so much. She brings such grace and truth and power to everything that she does. And I just love and respect what she is building so much and the way that she shows up as a conscious and integrated leader. So I know you will love this episode. You will learn so much from Gianna's wisdom. And so without further ado, we'll just go ahead and dive right into this episode. I love you guys very much. Thank you for um, being with me and thank you so much for, yeah, just who you are as souls. I'm really honored to be on this, this journey with you and to keep growing with you. And I guess the thing that I'm ever learning, um, in being, you know, on my path is the vulnerability that, and the transparency that growth beckons from us. And that's really the space that I'm in now. So I love you guys so deeply. I pray that you enjoy this episode. If you have not already, please make sure to subscribe, um, rate and review. And um, if you have anything that you would love to experience through this podcast or any guests you'd like me to bring forward, please just send me a DM at Natalia underscore Benson. I love to hear from you. I love to hear your takeaways. And if there's something specifically in this episode today that you love, make sure to share it and um, and tag me and tag Gianna and cha- uh, tag Wildling on uh, on the good old Grammy Grams. So I love you guys. I will see you next week. I actually completely forgot to mention that it's my birthday in um in about a week. So this will air on Sunday. My birthday is on April 17th. So I'm having a heck of a 34th uh, solar return. And um, I totally forgot to mention that because I, I knew I wanted to speak to you guys and share a bit of what's been going on with me. So love you guys so deeply. Enjoy this episode with the remarkable Gianna Latour of Wildling Beauty. And I will see you guys soon. Love you. Hello, my loves. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I have Gianna De La Torre, one of the founders of Wildling, uh, on the pod today. So Gianna, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel like we go way back, so it's beautiful to um, see you in your power in this incarnation, and it's just it's a great opportunity to be here speaking with you today and dropping in. Yeah, actually speaking to that, I was thinking about that this morning of how I feel like I knew you and I used to come to you for healing and acupuncture work when I was like another human, like a completely different version of myself. And I feel like there are things you said to me in those sessions. 
I still remember and I still think about and they still apply. Um, so thank you for that first and foremost. And also let's talk about, I guess what I would say then is like this new incarnation of your journey, which is being a female founder and starting Wildling. So how about before we dive in, just tell us a little bit about your story and your background and how you ended up founding Wildling. Yeah, um, it all uh, it all started way back. <laughs> it all started way back when I would say like my journey to being who I am um, began in college when I um, started practicing yoga. And that was like the version of yoga I was doing at the time was Ashtanga yoga, but it was also like get really drunk and then wake up really hungover and then somehow get myself to an Ashtanga yoga class and sweat it out, probably smelling like whiskey. And then like watching the unfolding of like my life since then, like when I really think back, like that was step one, like something in my being was like, no matter what you do, you're going to like make it to that yoga class because you're going to feel so good and so much better. And cut to like graduation. I lived in India for six months. That's when I first started um, learning more about Ayurvedic medicine because um, I had this like really terrible like skin breakout in India. And if you've ever been to India, you know that it's like super raw there anyway. And like, you don't have a lot of like the comforts that you might have in your Western home. Um, and so I walked into this Ayurvedic doctor's office and he goes, you're allergic to milk. And I was like, what the heck? Like, that's insane because my dad's an MD and like his answer when I had a breakout in high school was just to like put me on antibiotics for, I mean, maybe a year, crazy. Um, and so that really like clicked for me because it was this moment where I was like, it can be that simple, like healing and medicine can be that simple that you can like just take something away from your diet and have this solution. And so I, I was dairy free and like my skin cleared up and I had this like whole kind of like healing aha moment about like the simplicity of the more um, traditional forms of Eastern medicine. And then when I was in one of my many yoga teacher trainings, I was sitting next to a person who was in school for Chinese medicine. And I didn't even know you could do that at the time. I think it was like 2003 and I had like full body reaction to it. Like I was just like, it was like, you know, when you are getting a, some sort of like transmission and you're like, whoa, like I need to like sit down. And so I would like kind of receive that transmission and was like, that's what I'm going to do. And, um, Two years later, I was, I was in school. So that's how I got to Chinese medicine. And then while I was in school, I um, was in a really terrible car accident and I lost a partner in that car accident. And um, I then had this amazing opportunity to like be kind of put myself back together using traditional Chinese medicine and I, I went through this process of like not getting any help and then to, to like getting a different type of healing session every day whether it was like cranial sacral or 
therapy or acupuncture, I was like, I've got to figure out a way to heal and move forward. And acupuncture, I was able to like feel it working inside of me. I also use like psilocybin for PTSD. And so I had this whole like healing journey in the middle of school, which was maybe like my most educational experience in it, like an extra layer. And that's when I also started studying theta healing and Reiki, um, not really with any intention to like merge it with my practice, but that is what eventually became AccuIntuit was the, um, the merging of this intuitive reading with acupuncture. And that's really how my, my practice took off in Los Angeles. And so um, at some point along the way, I also started like understanding the need you know, having a practice in West Hollywood to offer like more holistic um, beauty solutions. And that's when I started also integrating um, the facial acupuncture method into my practice. So I was doing this AccuIntuit session and then a facial acupuncture session, which also included all of the other witchy stuff too. And, uh, and then I started having meetings with, um, with my partner, Jill and, and then Britta, and we were really excited about sharing this like DIY facial gua sha, uh, traditional Chinese medicine ritual, um, you know, with, with the greater community. And just we're so excited and so passionate about this concept that so many people, especially in LA, like shop at the farmer's market, eat only organic food, but then maybe resort to like more um, intense dermatological procedures when it comes to like self-care and beauty. And we, and like, there's no judgment around that. I think that that's, you know, I've done like plenty of like dermatological stuff to my own skin and face and body. But um, at the same time, you know, we wanted there to be like an option because of this concept of empowered beauty. So that's, that's a little bit of like my journey in a nutshell. I also, um, became a mom right when we launched wildling, which isn't something I really recommend, but, um, it, I feel like I went through this, like, like wildling has been this like ring of fire for me of growth and transformation and feeling like, how can I do it all? And then like getting past that and being like, Whoa, like somehow we did it. And maybe I'm more depleted as a result, but it's also been incredibly empowering to step into that role of wearing a completely different hat. So it's like you birthed this, you, I, I like to call it like your business baby, but it's like you birthed Wildling and you also birthed Rio, your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like the same week. Oh my God. It's, it's actually powerful. Yeah. I, I talk about that a lot, how, especially for us as women and like focusing at like the sacral that our a physical baby, like the process of that, the deep nurturing and like love that it requires. Um, well, a business ironically is not very dissimilar and it has the same process of growth and like needs. So when I saw that that happened for you, I was like, wow, Gianna is the perfect example of what I talk about a lot because that is like full yeah. warriorship, full warriorship. Yeah. And the more that I, the more that I talk to women about it, the more that I realize it's actually not that uncommon mm -hmm. um, because like the power of birth is this like creative force. And uh, my husband and I had a lot of trouble getting pregnant. And that was like, I felt like I put my life on hold because I was like trying to create space for this baby. 
And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like do me in my career. And that's when I got pregnant. So um, inviting that creative force into your life. And it's very much like a part of pregnancy. I talk to mamas all the time who are like, oh yeah, I thought I was just going to like kick my feet up, you know, and have this baby and like relax and like be a mom, but it ends up being this like transformative process for us in our own creative endeavors, um, inevitably in certain ways in our lives. So, uh, yeah, I think it's not an uncommon thing. And I just, I'd like to just ask you like your perspective. Um, a lot of women in my community are moms and they have businesses or they want to have businesses or they're, you know, at the very beginning of a business. And I wonder if you could share any wisdom, anything that's helped you. Um, how old is Rio now? Rio is almost two and a half, mm-hmm. which means wildlings almost two and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think like the wisdom that I can share is like that we need help. You know, mm. we can do it all, but we need help. And for us as women, it can be vulnerable to receive that help. And one thing that I did very early on was like, I knew I was going to need help. And I, I hired a postpartum doula who would be there um, like really early on. Mm. And so because of that, I was able to learn how to receive help like right away. And I, I knew that I needed that. And I, it was because of the wisdom of like, people who had told me that it wasn't because I just inherently knew it. So I will just like pass that bit of wisdom along is like, you're going to need help. You're going to need support. And, and there's some, there's a learning curve and learning how to receive that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I would love, so just to give like my audience a little bit of context, like I basically, when I saw that you were doing wildling, um, first off, I just fell in love with the whole energy. I'm very into aesthetics and I just love beauty and I love to be inspired by beauty. And so that was what first caught my eye with wildling. I was like, wow, this is mm-hmm. so gorgeous. Like, what is this? And then obviously having like a deep respect for you and, and what you've done for me, even if you don't know that I still remember all of that, but it's really, I was like, okay, what is this? And so I ordered the Empress ritual kit, or I don't know if I want to call it a kit, but just like the little, little magic bundle of magic peach gorgeousness. And so I started working with the facial gua sha um, three to four four to five times a week for like a month. And immediately I could see how much healthier my skin and just like, I, I somehow have, I sometimes have issues with like, I don't really call it rosacea. I don't know what it is, but I can get really red in my cheeks and doing this consistently has helped me so much. So anyways, I just wanted to plug that because it's been so powerful. And, um, that was one of many reasons I was excited to have you on. Can you tell us like a little bit about what gua sha is and how it works and how we can work with it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so gua sha is a traditional Chinese medicine technique and it is traditionally used to treat things like fever, cough, um, 
like resuscitate consciousness. It has these really incredible medicinal benefits. And if you were to Google Gua Sha, it's G-U-A-S-H-A space in between G-U-A space S-H-A. Um, if you were to Google it, you would see some like really startling markings on the body because it, it actually creates um, markings similar to cupping. And if you were to translate Gua Sha, it means scraping sand. And you might also hear it pronounced Gua Sha, which is the Cantonese pronunciation of it. And it means scraping sand because you're actively using a tool to scrape the skin and it brings these like little red dots to the surface. And we refer to that as Sha. And in TCM, we talk about that, like removing stagnation from the tissues. So if you were to do Gua Sha on someone and they would turn like purple, 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 it would mean there's a lot of stagnation in the tissues that need to like come forward to be cleared. And a lot of it is like clearing heat. So hearing clearing heat from the lungs for um, clearing heat from the body for fever. These are some of like the oldest applications. And what I love about uh, Gua Sha is that it's also a folk technique. So in China and in other Asian cultures, and even in some Russian cultures, you might actually experience Gua Sha given to you by your mom or your grandmother or your auntie, or somebody who is in the family, um, you know, cupping and gua sha are things that are done in the home um, as empowered healing tools in the home. And we don't really have like a good documentation of when, uh, you know, it began being used for beauty because that's not really like her story isn't so much written into the Chinese medicine text. But what we do know is that in New York, um, a very prominent TCM practitioner, Ping Zong, um, has really been a pioneer of educating this technique and has taught many, many of the people who are now sharing it. Um, it's like you can't open Instagram now without seeing a gua sha tutorial. Um, and most of these people have been educated by Ping Zong, and she is kind of like the initial seed in the U.S. of sharing this. And so what it does on the face is that we use a very, very gentle technique on the face. As you know, I love you hearing you say that it like cleared redness from your tissues because it actually is intended to clear heat. So any sort of like redness is an indic indication of heat. So yeah, it'll definitely, like I think it's counterintuitive for people who even do have rosacea to do something over that. It almost seems irritating, but we use this like really gentle technique and it encourages heat to rise up out of the tissues. And so it works in three ways. One is that it encourages lymphatic flow. So when we have like fluid stuck in any of this, the skin or tissues, like I tend to get like puffy in the sinuses because of allergies, the skin will get heavier there because of that fluid. And it can cause the skin to get heavy and actually be prone to sagging like earlier on than it would have if you don't like clear that out. So it clears that lymphatic fluid and then the lymph nodes um, collect around the ears and down the neck. So we're always careful to like flush it down um, at the end of doing facial gua sha. It also um, relaxes the muscles. So if we're like staring at a computer all day or staring at our phones, which I unfortunately do a lot of, you know, we can like make weird faces. And, and so it feels really good to bring awareness into like, massaging the muscles and relaxing those muscles and then there's also the connective tissue that covers the muscles in between the muscles and the skin and that connective tissue reinforces things like lines and wrinkles so it, we're smoothing out the fascia in addition to that 
and bringing chi and blood flow to the to the skin. So it's it's. I know that's a long winded answer, but there's like so much to say on the subject. Got to get I it could, all in. I could listen to it all day, and you can carry on as long as you'd like with these incredible answers. And I I want to know too. I saw just recently on your Instagram. There was a woman who just said she had finished 21 days straight of facial gua sha oh, yeah. and like witnessing her like shift and the brightness of her skin. And the, I was amazed. Like, I didn't know you could do it every day. I was like, oh, well, if I had known, I would definitely done every day. But is that yeah. something you can do every single day? Is it something just to do? How essentially, I guess this would be my next question how can we work with gua sha? How can we even, I know it can be challenging. Like even I was thinking about this the other day, like, oh, if I don't take 10 minutes for myself, because a lot of people, I feel like that's our dominant, narr dominant narrative of like, I don't have time. So I guess first, like, can we use it um, every single day? How can, how can we use it consistently and yeah, anything else you want to share? I was fascinated by that and like amazed by her results. Yeah. Um, gua sha is something that you could do like on a whim and see results. Like, for example, we have some makeup artists who are doing gua sha to their clients to kind of depuff the skin before makeup application. Um, so for, you're going to get results immediately, but then it's also cumulative over time. So we say for optimum results, like three to five times a week is great. And it takes about 10 minutes. And then we've also invited people to really kind of dive in with a 21 day challenge. And that's actually linked on our website. And I don't know if I set, um, set you guys up yet with a discount, but I'm definitely going to provide a discount code. Um, for all of you. Um, anyway, so so we've we've created a challenge where you can try gua sha for 21 days, and we need to attach the videos to the emails. But we're we um, have an email that goes out every single day, and we recently just did our Instagram, so we actually created a video that correlates to every single day of the challenge. And the intention behind that is that it's it's the feedback that we're getting is it's something that you can like get and be curious about and dabble with, but it might like kind of sit on the shelf. Um, so what the 21 day challenge does is it kind of really brings you into the fold of all of the techniques. So the idea is that by the end, you're really comfortable integrating it into your routine. Cause if you commit to it, then you kind of know where it fits. Um, for me, I know that every time I'm a passenger in the car, like I have all my like wash Stuff or you know I, I leave it by my couch because I tend to want to like sit down and lay back and do it while I'm like watching a show or a movie rather than like um, doing it in my bathroom as part of my skincare ritual and however you do it is, is great but um, you can do it up to once a day um, and we do have that challenge on our website. You just gave me such a good idea because I feel like I am the queen of like wanting to do multiple things at once. So yeah. the fact that I can, I've done, if if that video on your YouTube has so many um, watches, I know I'm part of that because I watch the one that you do all the time. I have it like yeah. memorized. Um, but I, I'd love to go like a little bit behind the scenes because I, um, 
I walk some of my women through, I have a, uh, like a conscious business school and last year I walked them through some of my favorite brands and like really kind of taking the observer role and being like, what does this brand do that I love and that really works? And something that you guys do that is so powerful is like education and like the videos and like showing. I think that that's something sometimes we forget whether you have a service-based or product-based business that like making sure to educate on like how to work with your service or your product um, it's everything. So can you tell us like a little bit about your ethos around that? And, um, yeah, maybe just a little, anything you'd like to share, like behind the scenes, cause your guys's approach is really fucking amazing. Thank you for that. Um, our, our intention all along has really been to be a very education forward brand because when we started doing this, um, now there's a lot of people who are, who are doing wash out, which we love to see, but um, there's some pretty important stuff to know about it so that you're not like pulling your skin so that you're not using too much pressure. And so we've really made content creation, you know, the backbone of our business. Um, so we, we want to be able to direct our customers to be able to like see like every question that they have. Um, we try to answer most of them like preemptively with content in IGTV or with our reels. And the nice thing about it too, and I get feedback all the time that people just like to watch it because it has this like ASMR quality. Um, so like actually doing something that feels a little bit relaxing to the eye um, is also like an extra bonus and challenge for us to to make it a healing experience, even if someone's just scrolling by, like maybe it, it causes you to pause and take a deep breath. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And I guess like switching a little bit, but what has been the journey like for you kind of making the shift between being a healer and moving into entrepreneurship? Wow, like that's definitely been the clunkiest um, transition that I've experienced because there's there's so much um, in like when you look under the hood that needs to be addressed, like all of these like details and I mean, you know, I'm sure all too well, like all of the minutia of running a business and you can really go into one aspect of it and then you can totally miss like another aspect of it. And so I think really just like being able to expand my field and expand that capacity. The part that's been the most challenging is like, as a healer, you leave your office and there's no other work for you to do aside from the administrative. Like the bulk of your work is done. The most important part of your work is done. And so I'm really like relating to all the advice I've given over the years, like create boundaries around your work so that you like stop doing it at a certain time or, you know, now everyone's working from home. And so this like home work blur um, has been like the most energetically like detrimental for me. And, that, and I feel like I'm late to that party to kind of like discover how to separate it out. Um, that's been the biggest challenge because I'll, 
I'll wake up and I put my phone purposely like downstairs, like as far away as possible. And, you know, the minute I pick it up, I'm working, I'm at work. Um, so that's, that's something I'm really working on. It's like the most fulfilling when you're just like, you're into, you've integrated what you love and your service and you're having, you know, you're having hopefully having fun, but it's also like that moment where you're like, damn, I've got to have better boundaries. Cause it's like, if you don't have, I feel like that's something that has been the hardest journey for me. Cause essentially same kind of thing. I went from being, you know, an astrologer and tarot reader and doing that whole thing. And then one day I was like, Oh my God, I have a business. And I turned this whole thing into a business, but then you realize how married you are to everything that you, you know, love to do. So what have been some things that have been helpful for you to create some boundaries with yourself? Cause I feel like of most of the conversations that I have with women with businesses, it's always around this conversation. It's almost not even making boundaries with other people. It's mostly your own stopping yourself from yourself. Yeah. I'm good with boundaries with other people, but like, um, the most centering grounding thing for me used to be, you know, like meditation, my yoga practice. And now it's my two-year-old because she requires such intense presence. And so when I engage with her, I make a commitment to, I'm never, I never have talked to her. If, I'm engaging with like a device in the middle of anything. I put it down and I fully look her in the eye and engage with her completely. And it's like this check-in. I'm never going to be, I might be a working mom, but I'm never going to be like half available for something that she's saying. So she really is my, like my grounding cord and what like brings me back to, okay, like this is what's important this is what like requires full attention. I practice that full attention with her and, um, and then do the best I can everywhere else. <laughs> I feel like I really have not figured it out, especially having a toddler. And that's one thing that I commit to fully. That's why I asked you. Cause I feel like I haven't figured it out either. So I'm always looking for good insights and um, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I've like, people are like, what do you do for your morning routine? I'm like, I literally sleep until she screams at me, you know, because <laughs> she has this habit of like through the monitor, I hear her like, mama. Oh my <laughs> and I, God. Sleep is my most powerful practice. So I just try to like sleep and get as much rest as I can so that I can be fully present for the rest of it. Sleep is everything. I think someone sent me through a TED talk or I don't know, something a couple of years ago about like the, the actual power of sleep and how that's how our brains regenerate. And it's like, it's absolutely everything. So I think that that's an excellent, uh, it's an, sleep is probably the most underrated business tool that I think all we've got to get out of like that hustle culture and kind of in, not even kind of like into like how important it is to rest and kind of be in that feminine flow as well. 
with our work. Yes, I know. I know. And ultimately, it's, it's like the most underrated everything. I mean, Ariana Huffington, like, talks about it so much for good reason. It's like the best beauty hack. It's the best health hack. It's the best brain hack. It's like, if you're not sleeping, you're fucked. Like, you need to sleep. And if you're not sleeping and you have like a sleep problem, you need to address that and spend all your time addressing it. Because um, I've watched firsthand, like in moments when my husband's had insomnia, where I'm like, I don't even know who you are. You're like an alien. Like, what? Like, where? Who are you? And then he has like a restful night, like a few days later. And I'm like, there you are. (laughs) You know, it's such a thing. It's major. Sleep is the best. Um, did you ever have you read Game Changers by um, Dave Asprey? I haven't, and I've, it's been one that I like thumb through and like read, but I've never read it front to back. Well, in in there, he talks with Ariana Huffington, and she talks about how when she used to be in like that crazy hustle paradigm in New York and building all the things. She said that one time she had gotten so little sleep that she actually fell over um, and knocked her head on the corner of her desk. And so that was like, you know, if we could look at that from a subconscious place, it's like, that's like your subconscious, your inner mind being like, fucking get to sleep now. And she said, she's now she's like, I sleep all the time. She's like, it's like the basis of my success is sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love that she travels the world talking about sleep. I just, <laughs> I think it's so great and people just love it. And like, she gives the same talk everywhere and cause we need to all hear it over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Her well, story and so many people's stories. And it just is like that reminder that so many of these tools are so simple. They're innate to our bodies or it's working in a very simple way. So something like gua sha, something like, sleep something like just eating breakfast it's like these things that just remind us that yeah we we got to take care but it's also everything comes back down to the body so what would you say is like wildlings like what's your guys's mission and all that you're doing like what's your what are you excited to create as you continue to build um that's a potent, that's a potent question, <laughs> especially right now, because, you know, we're really, we're really calling ourselves into the conversation around cultural appropriation in Guasha, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a really, it's a great conversation and it's a really important conversation. And so we are all, we like are really doing a lot of reflection on the brand. It's like, how can we most powerfully support the AAPI community and also um, continue to support the roots of traditional Chinese medicine. And because right now we have like this tool and this technique that comes directly from traditional Chinese medicine that we are sharing. And so expanding the voices that we share now that we have a larger platform, we almost have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And so really using that platform to share the voices of Asian American TCM practitioners um, and TCM practitioners of all colors to, um, you know, share that wisdom 
and to share the knowledge and, you know, to call people into the healing techniques beyond just facial washa is a big conversation um, at our company right now. Um, like if we can inspire healing with skincare, we can also inspire like people to think about different ways to heal other concerns they might have, like even like sleep, for example, like if you're not sleeping, maybe you should see an acupuncturist or seek healing outside of sleeping pills or like other more intense drugs. So doing like a, an overall mission of like education of, of TCM and how it can be used and how it can be applied and also just like amplifying the voices within traditional Chinese medicine is one, one aspect. And, um, we're also, we're also growing. So we have like concepts for new launches, um, going forward. So just really like expanding the ways that we share for like skincare and body care and beyond. Um, we have like our face collection, of course, but then we also have our body collection because like skincare doesn't just exist from like here to here. It's really like a full body, full meridian, um, system. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's really powerful. I mean, I could just like go on and on about this, but I'll, I'll stop there. Well, I want to just first say, I, I respect that so deeply and, um, it makes me even more, uh, just excited and, um, inspired to continue to support your business and, you know, your guys's mission. And I think that, um, really calling forth like equity and everything that we do is just like the dominant conversation. And just like the way that I would put it, just I conscious leadership in general, just being more conscientious and progressive. So thank you. And that's really fucking rad. And I'm excited for you guys. And I think just as we start to wrap a little bit, like I would just love to hear like any, as I mentioned, like a lot of my women, they are either really excited to start businesses, but they have nowhere to nowhere to begin, or they don't know where to begin. They're intimidated to begin, or they're in and scaling and really getting organized um, can be a little bit of a challenge. So I wonder if there's any again, those words of wisdom or just any insights from your experience that you can offer us? Yeah, I, um, a lot of, a lot of what um, I've experienced in the past with some of the things that I've wanted to start it and haven't yet or didn't is that it was like a fear or B just like the simplicity of like not doing. And so like breaking through fear and limiting belief is like the first work to start. But I think it's also great to do that alongside um, the actual act of doing. And especially if you're a perfectionist, um, which I think so many of us are to a certain level, you know, we look at where we should be and we see it's like, down a winding road and like all the way up the mountain and you're like at the pinnacle of like okay there it's like done we've created it we've built it and you never want to like step out the door on any, any given day and like get all the way to the mountain but that's what you look at every day and it's, too, it's so intimidating but if you just if you look at like step one as like okay today I'm just gonna like stand on the porch 
And then at the next day, maybe I'm just going to go to the gate. And the next day, I might actually get to the road. And if you look at it in these small incremental steps, then it's like a lot more digestible because your psychological mind can't get yourself from like A to end result in like any sort of short week. And so it's really easy to just like sit back down on the couch and be like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. And, um, but the, the amount of breakthrough that happened, if you're like, well, I didn't get to the top of the mountain, but I got to the gate. And then you think about like the moment when you actually get to the intersection and you're like, wow, I'm like actually moving in that direction. And um, I think like a really good way to start too is like, it might not feel good to sit down and like create a business plan, but it might actually feel really good to sit down and like have lunch with someone who's really successful and like get any wisdom that they have to offer you. I think Clubhouse has been incredibly inspiring as far as being able to like sit in a virtual room with people who are really, really powerful. I've gotten so much information because I'm just like willing to put myself in the hot seat and ask a question about um, anything and have people who are like willing to audit you and like give you advice. And I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be that accessible, but I've, I've gained a lot from that. So I think just being in conversation can be that first trip outside you know just like what if you set up a meeting where you talk about it one two three times a week and you just have to show up for the meeting um so I think that that's that's something that really helped me it was just like okay I'm just going to do it like incrementally like very slowly and I might hate that I have to do it that day but I'm still going to like show up and do it um what are some good clubhouse rooms because I feel like I have not found one so (laughs) yeah yeah, um, man, I don't even know. All I know is that anytime I hear someone interesting talk, I follow them because that mm. creates your algorithm. And so I've found, I've followed a lot of things on like things like marketing that I am doing for Wildling, but I don't actually know that much about it. So I'll go into the search bar and I'll type email marketing and there's like clubs you know, I, I look for the ones that have a lot of members because generally those are like the, the more established clubs. And I look for like clubs on email marketing, but I tend to look for things that I specifically don't know that much about or I even shy away from, but I could really benefit from learning. Um, and that's, that's been a strategy. And then what I also do is I'll like go to the club that has a lot of members. Like, let's say, again, let's say it's on email marketing. And I'll, I'll look at who's a member and I'll click into profiles and I'll just start like searching for people like that. And so I, I really have built an algorithm of information based on who I follow and who I've like hunted down and searched for to follow. But um, the other day I was on a stage and like Grant Cardone like stepped in and like gave me a pep talk. And I was like, this is unreal. Like Grant Cardone just gave me a pep talk. I didn't really know that much about him. I like followed him on Instagram, but like, He's a really motivational, like, business speaker with, like, 3 million followers or something like that. And to be able to have those, like, like roots onward from people like that is just really, it's really inspiring. It's really helpful. So that's, that's been an interesting tool lately. That's so actually take notes really and, like, put it into yes. work, you know? Yes. I, I actually love that we've started to talk about Clubhouse for a second because it, I've been on there to host rooms, but... Um, 
I haven't, like I said, haven't found one yet where I'm like, oh, this is like, I've really like maybe gone into the hot seat or explored much, but it is truly a phenomenal tool. And you're inspiring me because I'm going to like go on there right now and see what I can find. But I love Grant Cardone. I just watched an incredible interview that he did with Lewis Howes. And I watched the entire thing in like the world of like my attention span being like maximum five to 10 minutes, like to watch something for like an hour and 15 minutes. Like it really captivated me. And he's really great. He's an Aries. Yeah. You, you're a Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know your ascendant? Um, I am a Virgo. Virgo ascendant. That makes so much sense. Especially yeah. with everything that you do. Yeah. Virgo rising, sad sun, sad moon. Triple Scorpio daughter. Oh my <laughs> God. Yes. How's that? <laughs> it's intense. It's intense. But I, I love it. It's hilarious in a tiny little body to see all of that emotion and all of that passion and all of that. Like yesterday, her nanny had to like bring her to me and she was sobbing this like very dramatic sob because um, her nanny didn't have money on her to buy her a taco that she wanted. (laughs) 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 So a lot of, just a lot of passion, a lot of passion. Do you mean uh, Scorpio Sun, Scorpio Ascendant, Scorpio Moon? Oh my God, I got a meter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Over anytime. I would friends. love that. So. I would love that so much, babe. This has been incredible. For anyone that doesn't follow you yet, where can they find you? How can they connect with Wildling? We'll definitely make sure to put the discount code and all the links and all the things. Yes. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at AccuIntuit personally and at Wildling Beauty, Wildling underscore beauty on Instagram. And I'm also at AccuIntuit on Clubhouse. And uh, I'm, you can always DM me. I answer all my DMs. So um, thank you. We'll definitely put a discount for anyone watching for Wildling in the notes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gianna. Thank you. Big thanks to Wildling as well for all of the things that you guys are creating. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. Thank you. If this episode has served you, I ask you to share it, to send it to someone where it could make a big difference and and help them heal or create a new perspective in their life. Please tag me with your shares, um, something you learned from this episode or that you loved from this episode at Natalia underscore Benson on Instagram. Also, please DM me with questions or feedback or whatever. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support. Consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon. Thank you.